You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. All right. We certainly know what's been happening in Canada and the... um the amount of attention now that uh, uh, the Chinese government is getting here, whether it's uh, accusations of uh, influencing elections here, whether it's police stations set up here to harass Chinese Canadians here, whether it's um, RCMP and security systems that are linked to uh, companies in China and such. Um, we know how Canada is on all of this. But here's an interesting story out of the United States where a 25-year-old Chinese student was arrested and charged in a U.S. federal court in Boston uh, on Wednesday accused of harassing a Chinese pro-democracy activist in the United States. A student at the Berkeley College of Music was charged with one count of stalking. He was accused of sending threats to the victim through Instagram, email, and Chinese social media platform WeChat after learning through Instagram that the victim had put up a pro-democracy flyer near the campus in October. The flyer saying, we want freedom, we want democracy, stand with Chinese people. Basically, uh, the threat was stop this or they'll cut off a hand. Um, and blammo, we have what we have with this story. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, and with us now. Elliot, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Oh, thank you. Same to you. So we've often talked about how uh, Canada has a cozy relationship with China. In the U.S., are they less tolerant of this sort of behavior than we are in Canada? I don't know if there's a way to do that kind of comparison. What we do know is that there is increasing awareness of the activities of the Chinese government on the Communist Party, particularly through the United Workers' Front Department, uh, a bureaucratic arm of the state, which is designed to go overseas and to not only create influence, but also change behaviors. We should make clear that all states try to shape a fa- in a favorable way public opinion abroad. We spend a lot of time on that. But once it becomes coercive and once it becomes corrupt, uh, then it crosses a line. There's a lot of concern now that uh, in Canada, as you pointed out, we found uh, evidence that that was activity was going on here, perhaps in an effort even to change the, or, or at least affect our elections. But uh, you were asking about the U.S., and I've, I've got a quote from the FBI here. The counterintelligence and economic espionage efforts emanating from the government of China and the Chinese Communist Party are a grave threat to the economic well-being and democratic values of the United States, and here's the, here's the bring it homes. Confronting this threat is the FBI's top counterintelligence priority. So China has hmm. moved up to be the number one concern for the FBI in the U.S. Uh, whether this particular incident is a, will be a provable incident, instance of the uh, party itself through its uh, overseas activity, urging suppression abroad, we can't be sure. We do know that that is fitting uh, in, in keeping with the pattern as identified by the FBI. Uh, we've certainly heard of the United Workers Front and and, and what their ob- objective is and such. But for the most part, these uh, agencies, whatever, would operate under the radar. Um, how is China feeling now that they're getting all of this attention, not only a shift from Canada, which is obviously a smaller player, but from the United States even? I suspect uh, it will not dent their activities to uh, 
suppressed dissent abroad and, uh, and uh, on the other side of it to create a favorable attitude toward the PRC. That activity, I think, will continue unabated. They may have to shift their tactics if it's starting to be detectable and correctable by FBI action. Do you think this puts pressure on Canada to alter its policy in any way? I suspect our policy is not that far off from the United States in terms of mm-hmm. the counterintelligence activities and also the recognition of increasingly the recognition of how China chooses to behave abroad. Again, uh, trying to affect public opinion abroad is a legitimate act of all governments. We do a lot of it. All states do. Soft power is a concept in international relations where we uh, send our singers and our dancers abroad to, you know, make Mounties and Maple Leaf and Mountains, uh, our image. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes coercive like this, and this was a very coercive activity, and if it can be traced back not to patriotic fervor by, by a student, but in fact by the uh, activities of the state abroad, yes, I think Canada and the U.S. are likely to be uh, on, this, in, on the same page in the same boat as well. Elliot Tepper with us, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, and uh, Chinese interference in other countries abroad, whether it's um, elections or harassing uh, citizens that are here. Elliot, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Oh, you're very welcome, Scott. Same to you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.